Hello there. <laughs> Did you just become a horse? <laughs> I gotta stick with that. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> I don't know why I'm dead set. I'm doing it that way. I mean, you can't. I just gotta. We just gotta keep it rolling. I guess if we're gonna do that, yeah, I just gotta yeah, know yeah, that yeah. that's the reality that we live in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, hello there, this is Chris Cusso. Uh I'm a writer, I run the website Trusty Henchman, and uh, I am the destroyer of worlds, and also apparently a horse. <laughs> and I'm Nicole Lamb, I'm a former comic shop retail manager, and I'm currently sitting in a room. Mm. Yes. Nicer, nicer. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what you been up to, Nicole? Well, this is our podcast, we should write this down. Welcome to episode three called whatever we want in the yes. title it'll say we'll, we'll get to it when we think of things That's that right. are clever later That's on right. <laughs> so you've been uh reading or watching anything interesting uh i mean not too much i've just been more reflecting on things that i had currently read slash watched i uh not surprisingly i have been i had read some smut yes. that was in okay. manga form oh my god mm-hmm. everyone's so shocked uh, a series called <clears throat> Pleasure and Corruption. And of course, it starts, you know, unethically and um, <laughs> un- non-consensually. Uh, but then by volume two, everything's consensual and really great. And we're on just this wonderful BDSM little love train. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe even a triad, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. But it it made me think about... Uh, how I I wish things like smut were a little bit more normalized, like sci-fi or or um or fiction or fiction. <laughs> it's everything, <laughs> sci-fi or horror. Um, even though like you know maybe your physical response might not be the same. You know, it's a little like right. higher blood pressure, titillating, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it made me think like you know you don't really get sexually charged while watching something like Event Horizon. <laughs> Or do you? Or do you? And then I think like, oh, well, if I say that, watch somebody out there is like, look, I'm a hell fetishist and I'm here to tell you that being sexually charged by a black hole pit of despair is a personal experience and you cannot erase us, okay? Don't <laughs> kink all... shame me. That's right. Don't kink shame me. It's like, I'm all for your healthy expressions and your sexual fetishes, you know? I just, you know, I didn't know that I'd be erasing your fantasies of your face with the eyeless black holes leading into the abyss, like. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that you thought Sam Neo was sexier without his ocular cavities. You know, <laughs> hey, stuff like that. The crescendo the safety. of the, the opening of hell. The crescendo of the opening of hell is just like <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The safety word is we don't need eyes where we're going. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I think I feel that uh, we should have a regular or semi-regular segment, you know. Uh, I was joking that it should be called Nicole's Smut Shack. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like the Love Shack, but more honest. That's right. And, but, you know, that, that's up to you if you want to, but I, I support it. Because, <laughs> you know, at some point I'm just going to be reading Smut anyway, so might as well oh, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I made a whole oh, yeah. shelf dedicated to it. Uh the other day Ooh. from varying degrees of like so, not the smut shack the smut shelf it's okay. the smut shelf inside okay. the smut shack it's the schmelf okay <laughs> shelf i'd like to <laughs> uh, 
Huh. I don't know. I don't huh. know. Yeah. This is getting weird. When isn't well, it getting weird? When is it going to get weird with <laughs> us? You know, hey, you just got to roll with it. <laughs> but I mean, you know, thinking about about love and smut and all those types of things, I was going through the DC previews and seeing all these like m- male and female uh, superhero characters like Aquaman and Mira and the Aqua and the Hawk people, the mm-hmm. Hawk man, mm-hmm. girl, woman. Yes. They're all embracing and they're all like feeling that sweet love. And then like there's Hellblazer, Constantine right there sitting in a bar next to like a devil guy, like having a drink. And I'm like, this is just before the embrace. Like, yes, very clearly before Constantine gets his like demon groove on, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he will. Oh, and he will. And it's like, and that's... he will. <laughs> and that's the comic I personally want to read. I don't really care yeah. about seeing uh, uh, Arnold. Arthur. Why did I want to call him Arnold? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, it's about the same, right? As yeah, Aqua Bro. Sure. So. Or you don't need to see uh, Hawkman's hairy bare chest and, like, you know, continually trying to smother that poor Hawk girl. So. <laughs> she's, like, actually trying to get away. And he's like, nah, this is cool, girl. This is cool. And she's like, I gotta go grocery shopping. What if uh, Hawkman is like Elvira or uh, Elmira? <laughs> he could be Elvira, too. <laughs> he could be a mistress of the dark. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, Elmira from Tiny Toons, and yes. he's just kind of like, I just want to hug you and hold you and squeeze you. <laughs> so, yes. Speaking of hugging and squeezing, though, I feel like the truest of fan fictions is um, like Batman's love for both vengeance and justice. Is it and or or and or or and? Uh, <laughs> it's because we've talked about this before. And, you know, like, it starts off with vengeance. He is the knight. And, uh, you know, dead parents and all that. <laughs> and, uh, but in my mind, he he progresses as a character when he gets over the vengeance and is just pursuing justice. Um, yeah, I think and... that, like, stuck in my brain because when the newest uh, trailer came out for Robert Patterson, Pat- Patterson's Batman Patterson's Batman he was all like I'm vengeance or whatever and I was just like no it's justice and then and then you were like actually it's both and I'm like oh okay but I like justice more (laughs) well what we can have it be is a uh, a romance comedy and uh, in so I just read finished reading the other night a manga called how do we relationship and it's about a uh, uh, two young college age girls that are uh, just starting their their relationship, and uh, so it got me thinking about this as well when you mentioned Batman, uh, <laughs> young college girl college romances, uh, uh, queer romances make me think of Batman often, and uh, it's just like it should be you know Batman, how do we justice, and uh, how do we vengeance. <laughs> And so now I want now I want a story where it's uh, uh, 
it's Batman and uh, human representations of justice and vengeance and all the quirky relationship uh, faux pas they get into. And, uh, you know, it starts off with him in a relationship with vengeance and vengeance is like a leather wearing bad boy and he's totally toxic for him. And uh, but justice is like the really like good boy. Um, just, he's the Superman. Just, yeah, it's like the Superman. <laughs> and uh, uh, eventually, uh, Vengeance will go on and start dating Ghost Rider or something like that. Um, and then Captain America <laughs> has to be there because Captain America totally wants to get on with justice. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I like see this. I see vengeance with his uh with his leather jacket leaning against a chain link fence, not looking like mm-hmm. he cares about a thing. But smoking. he sees he's smoking, yeah. but he sees Batman across the way and he likes that he wears all black, you know. He's not yeah, like quite a yeah. goth, but he's got a little edge to him, you know. Well, you know, he, Vengeance saw that part of the trailer where Robert Pattinson takes off his mask and he says got all the black eyeliner, you know? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Disturb starts playing. (laughs) (laughs) We could both be the night. And then when Justice shows up, it's the lounge version of Disturbed. (laughs) That you got (laughs) in the uh did you ever hear that one that was in the the remake of uh Dawn of the Dead? Where it's like Come on, come on, go down with the sickness, your mother, come on. Did you ever hear that? Oh wow. It's really good. I feel like you could have well. This is like my anime version of the manga, obviously, because oh, sure. it's, audio, yeah, 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 it's yeah. auditory. But I like I like the idea of having the same song, but in a different context. You know. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm genre. down with this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Justice is kind of like I guess the Kevin Keller, right? Like he's he's always ooh, for doing yeah. like the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. even at some point, you know, in his younger years, he was like dating Vengeance for just like a couple days and realized it was like a really bad match and so like right but they're still friends yeah. they're still yeah i mean he still cares for him very much even though vengeance has a chip on his shoulder about everything yeah 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 see i was trying to figure out at first and i'm totally down with this being a boy's love thing now uh because at first i just thought it was going to be like lady liberty or you know justice oh sorry <laughs> and, i always make it gay my bad oh no 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 no. <laughs> i i started this with with him being uh bad boys i think on vengeance so i was trying to figure out which do i like more and i i think i kind of like him a little equally but i am leaning more towards the boys love virgin now um C- okay so justice would be a good girl and vengeance would be a bad boy is it like that or uh no i think i'm okay with them both being boys now yeah, because basically there was just a visual gag of Justice being like always having a blindfold and tripping and everything. Um, <laughs> Holding well, too although, much in her hands, you know, yeah, just exactly, like, the never scales. being able to hold her books. And so Batman's like, I got that for you. Yeah, and she's exactly. like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Yep, yep. Captain America's trying to get the books as well. Part of the running thing would be Captain America is always trying to get a nice cake for her. Uh, that goes into an old joke where there's a old Steve Rude Captain America comic where uh, uh, a local baker is get gets like robbed or something in Steve's neighborhood and uh, they get away and Steve goes to help the baker up and uh, the baker's like, it's all right, Steve, forget about it. What do you want on your cake? And Captain, <laughs> Captain America just turns and goes, justice. <laughs> <laughs> So 
in my mind, there's this magical justice cake that <laughs> Steve always gets made from his local baker from time to time. You know, it's for the special events when they, uh, when the Avengers finally, you know, defeat the slush deal Madonna or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like justice cake. Yeah. So. And for some of and the so lesser he's... events, like, you know, like maybe a club activity or something, because are they in high school? I just made it that. He could just Ooh, have yeah. justice cookies, you know? Could be justice cookies. I like it being more of a college setting, partly because of the book I just read. And ah. so they're, they're trying to get into those social clubs and uh, maybe they're all in a band together. You know, mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to uh, figure out their sound, and uh, <laughs> yes, mm. it could be a baking club. It could. Yeah. It, it's both. It's both. It's <laughs> it's a baking band club. Um, so does that mean that Steve Rogers is he when he's not fighting crime, he really likes cake decorating. It's like a hobby yes. of his, and it's like a relaxing self-care kind of thing that he does yes 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 and they're all circular shields <laughs> with the exception of sometimes a triangle um yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> that writes itself that's perfect <laughs> isn't steve rogers kind of just like married to his shield <laughs> i mean he's he's married to his country and to justice uh-oh plot twist oh. Oh, they're already married. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I'm just trying to think to make it more uh, complicated, enjoyable while while Steve is trying to woo Justice, a Batman. No, wait, Justice. Right. I'm I'm losing (laughs) the thread of my own plot here. Batman's trying to decide between vengeance and justice. And uh, Cap is also trying to get justice. Who's trying to get Cap? Yeah. Is there another party involved? I mean, that's not that's not like canon stuff. It's like something else. It could be. I mean, is Thor in the is, is Tony Stark in the wings? <laughs> is Tony Stark in the wings? <laughs> trying, trying, get very angry that that Steve Rogers is into justice, and he's just like, "Why aren't you into futurism?" You know, and uh, the technology. I, don't know. I think I like Tony in the fact that. He has problems and he has conflicts with Steve all the time, but Steve's always there for him. Like Steve will step up even if they're having a conflict. So then Tony starts to get feelings for him, but he can't deal with it because he's Tony Stark and he's got to be a problem child. So he's like kind of getting himself into trouble so that Steve will be there or he's being really Um, jealous and then he'll be like really mean to Steve and Steve will be like, I don't understand why you're being this way. I don't want to talk to you for a little while, but then he'll come back because Steve's a nice guy. Tony's got this like complicated thing going on. Maybe he's doing a little drinking, you know, and it's like you shouldn't be doing that, man. Yeah. That's you need to you great. need to focus on your futurism. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve keeps having these troubles with Tony, and every once in a while, uh Batman just like, That's rough, brother. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Batman, man a few words. <laughs> Batman uh, relationship therapist. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that's the spinoff where he's actually yes. going. He's going to college for psychology. Ooh, yes. And oh, yes. And then he has to do these like mock therapy sessions to kind of just learn, you know. Mm-hmm. So he sits there and tries to comfort, you know, Tony or something or Steve. And right. Steve is like, "You're doing a great job. You just got to keep at it, you know." And Tony is just like, "You're not even comforting me." 
See, I like the idea of Bruce going through all these courses and also getting analyzed himself. And there's, and you know, he's like coming to the realization: Wait, Alfred is my father figure. Oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. Wow. I keep taking all these wards in because I never really felt like I had the childhood I wanted, and I'm trying to play it out with these boys and give them a good life. You know, it's like, wait, you're 19. How do you have wards? They're like. All three years old. <laughs> I just take care of them. I keep finding them on the streets. What if they're not actual boys? They're like just like stray dogs Ooh. or cats or something like that. And it's yeah. just like an alternate version where he's just like really. It's like Wovable Oaf, the comic book by Ed Luce, where it's like he's got a cat rescue and he loves cats and there's like troubled cats and stuff like that. Right. Can they all be birds? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He has like a rescue aviary. Yeah, rescue aviary. <laughs> Because he's rich, so he can afford just, like, this grand <laughs> glass, you know, encased yep. place. Yeah. They're all, like, African greys, and they all outsmart okay. him. Yeah. Cut and print. I think we got a great new comic here. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, no. <laughs> and it's called uh, How Do I Batman? How do uh, I Batman? <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh... I also finished reading um, the Robert Kirkman's uh, got a new series out called Firepower. And um, it's weird what he did. He did a graphic novel first and then he did a free comic book day special. And then then he released the series. So if you only got the free comic book day book it says in the beginning like hey just so you know you want to go buy this ten dollar trade and it's just like yeah that's a weird way to do it um kirkman ladies and gentlemen kirkman yeah he understands the pulse of the industry yeah yes yes uh so there's there's uh it's actually not bad because it's it's drawn by um chris samney and so it looks amazing um i love it visually and the, the the scripting's okay. Robert Kirkman's an okay scripter. It's just his long-term plots never do anything for me. Uh, but the thing I did get out of it, and the reason I'm not going to read anymore, because it's going to ruin my fan fiction, is that um, at the end of the, the graphic novel, it cuts to the main character who, uh, uh, just for context, he basically was a young man who went to a monastery to find himself, find the history of his parents and to master his martial arts and the ability to create fireballs, you know, as you do. And um, at the end of it, it cuts to like 15 years later and he's living a suburban life. And like his wife's like, hey, can you go make sure the pilot's working on the barbecue? And he does that. And like he looks up suspiciously and there's like nothing in the trees and then he looks away and there's like a ninja watching him and that's the end of that and i was like oh that's 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 a great ending and then the ninja isn't just watching him isn't he like in the corner of the ceiling or something like hovering Uh, over him so that's the free comic book day special Ah. they 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 follow up from that and it's like uh people from his old monastery are coming to check in on him and then there's a a bunch of sequence where he's having a family barbecue and there's a ninja just watching the whole barbecue and then the last page is like he comes back home 
and uh yeah there's a ninja just like waiting in the corner of the ceiling as he's in bed with his wife and like the last panel is the main character's eyes opening and looking shifty and so like you know he's gonna wake up in the next issue and and try to fireball the ninja but what if what if the whole series was just this ninja stalking the guy but never doing anything and the guy never catching him and so you just follow like a sitcom of this guy living a normal life in a nice neighborhood and then that darn ninja is just stalking him and i was trying to figure out like what's the best way to go would it be best if he never confronts the ninja and the ninja never confronts him. And so you just have a normal sitcom, you know, with moral uh, plays every episode. And there just happens to be a ninja at the end. And the music swells into this dramatic dun, 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 dun. Or is it better if the ninja starts doing things? Like he, the ninja's on such a long assignment. And the, the people who were going to tell the ninja to assassinate the guy have disappeared. So the ninja doesn't know that, like... When am I going to have to kill this guy? And so the ninja's just getting more and more bored through the series. So he starts doing things like he sees a bunch of Girl Scouts and <laughs> they get into trouble and he helps the Girl Scouts. Yep. Um, or, you know, the the next door neighbor keeps on having like vandals graffiti in his place. And so the ninja takes care of it, you know. Um he repaints, he color better. matches. You see him over at Home Depot trying to get a sample Ooh. and checking it out, you know. So it's like it never happened. He, yeah. he ninjas his way through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all the mundane things where the ninja's still trying not to be seen at the Home Depot um, and going grocery shopping and all these other things. Like he has to get like an apartment just a little little bit away. And he gets like a mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah, mother-in-law is perfect. Near, near the Target's house. Yes. And uh, now here's the question. When he gets the mother-in-law, does he unmask? Or does is no. it like a little old lady who can't see well, and so she doesn't care that he's got like his ninja mask on? No, I I want him to be like full ninja gear, but then he'll just put like pajamas over it, like the button down, oh, you know, old yes. school pajamas, and then he sleeps in his ninja, like his ninja like bo- what is the um thing where you can only see the eyes? Uh ooh, I don't know. Okay, well, whatever the, that the is, mask. it's like he's wearing his mask the entire time, and yeah. I don't know. I yes. like the idea of that. He's yeah, just so committed. I, you know what I mean? It's like he's yes. like Mandalorian oath of like never take my helmet off under any circumstances kind of situation. Yeah, that that is his identity. Yep. Yeah. So that darn ninja. That darn ninja. Yep. <laughs> a kid see. runs out of lemons for his lemonade stand and all of a sudden he like looks and there's like a bucket of lemons and he's like, what? And the ninja is just like, <laughs> but he does it to himself. He like yes. thumbs ups and nobody can see him because he's like in a shrub. <laughs> <laughs> like like the main character's family gets a new puppy. And then like within the next few days, the puppy is totally potty trained. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> how did this happen? And yeah. the ninja's just like, I'm so bored. <laughs> but I must stay here out of duty. That's right. Eventually the order will come to murder this man. 
<laughs> and then like you know, the story will kind of randomly cut to like the uh the, the the ninja bosses i don't know uh the ninja overlords and they actually just legit forgot about him like it's kind of like invader zim yes <laughs> and they just like eh we don't did we send a guy somewhere uh, whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> I like the idea too because I can't help myself that he gets a like there's like a street dog that he ends up helping out and he finds that the street dog is really crafty at like taking care of himself and so he Ooh. he inducts him into being a ninja and so he too is wearing like ninja gear the whole time. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking that. I was just picturing the dog. Uh what kind of dog is it? He's just like a little mutt dog, you know, like medium-sized guy, maybe with some floppy ears or something. But like, yes, the little yes, ears yes. come out of the like a like a lab, like a black lab. Yeah, maybe come a kind of lab mix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and then, and then the dog brings home a stray kitten. Oh. <laughs> the kitten's start... probably the craftiest of them all. The dog is Could like, be. I found this cat and. They too need to be part of our clan. It's just making then, like a ninja clan, but then a raccoon. <laughs> Absolutely, and yes. then a crow, and then a squirrel. Yeah, and then eventually they just buy the house next door to the target. <laughs> and and what if the ninja does like uh what what was the what's the stupid show uh with Tim the Toolman Taylor um. Oh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, he has the neighbor home who improvement? home or improvement. Tool, tool time? I, I don't know. To, Whatever. Uh, home improvement. That's it. And, and uh, remember, he had the neighbor who you can never see the bottom half of his yes, face over the Wilson, fence. What if the ninja does that? <laughs> ninja keeps giving him advice, <laughs> marriage advice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, that's another level that I really enjoy. Suburban ninja or that darned ninja. I like that darn ninja. Yeah, I like that darn ninja. Okay. Yeah. Cut and print. We got another He does one. become suburban ninja, but that's just... Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's just a natural progression of... <laughs> Eventually, he finds love and they have babies, but the babies are born with complete ninja suits. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> now it's becoming this like you know 50 suburban thing where like the the ninja wife has one of those like uh bob you know hairstyles yeah but just like a wig <laughs> <laughs> to complete the uh the illusion yes, yes very strange this is all a win as far as i'm concerned oh yeah no I, i'm absolutely for it nice. so it's, i think this episode is um that darn ninja for sure and mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to think of the title for the Batman thing. Yeah. <laughs> My I, thought is, <laughs> what is love? But that's not true. That's <laughs> not, that, that doesn't convey what it is. Um, I don't know with the Batman thing. Yeah, the best I can come up with is how do we Batman? Um, <laughs> how do we Batman? <laughs> My love story with Batman. Called Love Me, Batman. A story of vengeance and justice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll brainstorm that one a bit more. Yeah. Maybe what we else? just need to research some manga titles and then it'll hit us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the weighty fist of justice, it will punch us in the face. <laughs> exactly. 
What else? Uh, what else have you been into? Uh, I recently watched the whole season of Hollywood on Netflix, which is this um, post World War movie about regular old people trying to get into Hollywood, and uh, it focuses on this one guy who's he's kind of dumb but beautiful. And he has a, a wife that he married, like, right outside of, you know, getting out of the service. And he's, he goes to the movies and he sees, you know, people are trying to make it in Hollywood. Regular people from Minnesota are coming to Hollywood and trying to da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty good voice, by the way. Uh, so oh, yeah. And um, so he gets inspired by that and and tries to do that thing. But in the meantime, he doesn't have a job. His wife is, like trying is pulling all the weight and that kind of thing and then you then you see like there's this um oh he meets this guy in a bar who is pretty much like he's running a prostitution ring out of a gas station and hmm. he recruits the guy um and the and the guy's like really like ah i don't know that i really want to do this but like i need to be making money and i can make good money doing this and at some point, the guy's like, yeah, you could go and sleep with all these women or whatever, uh, these rich women who just, you know, are lonely or whatever. And he's like, I guess I could do that. And it's like a little difficult for him. But then at some point, he takes him to the back trailer and the back trailer is where like all the uh, all the gay stuff happens. And he's like, I'm absolutely not gay. I'm not doing this. And he's like, well, then you need to find me somebody who can, because if you're out, then I need somebody to fill your place, you know? Mm-hmm. And he goes mm-hmm. to one of those like gay porn of. Uh, film movie uh houses and finds a like a young black man who seems to be soliciting his services um Mm. to somebody and he confronts him as a fake cop Uh, he goes and gets a costume and pretends to arrest the guy and then he tries to recruit him from there finds out that the guy is actually a writer and he was trying to get his like screenplay in and stuff like that so it's like all these different characters and their way into hollywood through like salacious means and there's this like dark underbelly that people have to wrestle with i mean being black and being gay in hollywood is not going to get you anywhere um and when people find out that the screenwriter is uh is black then like the head of the studio that wants to that says okay to the movie is like we can't do this we can't mm. have a, you know, they find out it's a black person, it's going to be, then then it's only going to show in colored films and stuff like that. So you get all this, all this kind of stuff, but it, it also has this really like rosy tone to it at the end where it, justice kind of prevails in a way. Okay. Okay. Um, But it's, it's, there's a point where all of this is like, yes, this all sounds true. You know, there's like parties where after 10, all the male uh, sex workers come in. And that's when, you know, the real party happens kind of thing in Hollywood. Mm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that kind of stuff uh, where I'm like, yes, this is all true. This is all like we know these days that a lot of this kind of stuff happen. Um, But then there's also like, I don't know, there's an ending where everyone kind of gets what they what they want. You know, it's like this thing of like all of you would have never actually made it in the real world. But in this show... You do make it, and it's great because that's the ending we want to have. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, what's that movie that DiCaprio was in just a little bit ago, and uh, uh Brad Pitt, um, something Hollywood. 
Um, oh, uh, One Time in Hollywood? Yeah. It's like, I still haven't seen it, but it's already been spoiled to me. And spoilers to everybody else. But uh, basically, like, Charles Manson gets, gets you know, destroyed at the yeah. end of it. And they just completely alter history because they just felt like we need we need an upside to this story. Yeah. We can't tell reality. Yeah. Um, and there's always that thing in, like, Quentin Tarantino films where, like, the guy gets what's coming to him. Like, you know, yeah. Django Unchained is, like... Oh yeah, you get retribution well, and inglorious bastards. Exactly. Like they kill Hitler. They yeah, kill yeah. Hitler. So it's these things of like it's following some lines, but then all of a sudden it's like, nah, we want to have this ending, and it's yeah, it's great because it's victorious, yeah. right? And it's like it's what you want. You want to see the underdogs win. You want to see the bad guy go down. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm watching Babylon Berlin, which is that neo noir crime thriller that's set like in twenties, uh, you know, pre pre war, pre rise of the Nazis, and it's just like the entire time you know where this is going, and it's just like, oh man, this is gonna get darker and darker. So now, now I hope there's an alternate version where it's just like, and then somebody pushed Hitler down the stairs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. The rest of the series can just be all about this this these jazz bands doing these things. Also the Vice Crime Squad horribly doing bad things to people. It's like that's still brighter than the Nazis, I guess. Yeah. 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 The person who uh who wrote Hollywood also did shows like Glee, you know? So it's oh, and interesting. Uh clearly they're trying to get more of the queer stories out there in general. Yeah. And so it was an interesting thing. And Jim Parsons is in that, who was in the Big Bang Theory as Sheldon. And there's a part of me that thinks of people who are on that kind of show for that long, it's going to be even harder for them to get a job post that because right. you're going to go into a casting and they're going to be like, oh, no, you're Sheldon. You can't do this role. But he plays this slimy agent this gay in the closet awful person in this show hollywood and he does an amazing job there's no point where i'm sitting there thinking like he's not this sure. person yeah it's right. not yeah i'm not i think That's it's good. yeah i think it's really good there was also like an article that came out that i've heard this i think like a year or two ago from daisy ridley that she couldn't get jobs after doing star wars and playing ray oh, in the movies yeah. And I always just find that stuff so weird. It's like we get these actors who just like kind of play themselves, like the Tom Cruises and the Jeff Goldblums, you know, and and they're like celebrated. But it's like you play this one person who's a fictional character and you do a really good job. It should show that you have the ability to play fictional characters really well. Yeah. Therefore, you should give them a chance yeah. to play a role <laughs> that's dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe just give him a shot. Yeah, it's a strange, yeah. it's a strange thing. It's a strange logic that mm -hmm. they, I guess it comes down to like, they don't believe audiences can actually use their imagination, which well, defeats can... the whole purpose <laughs> of making a movie. Yeah, I can believe them believing that. Yes. Um, I think there's a definite lack of respect sometimes. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Like in video games, it's like, oh, we're going to make this game called Ave uh, not Event Horizon. <laughs> 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 I wish that'd be a great horror game. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And it's going to have this female lead and it's going to be in this like post, post, post apocalyptic future. That's like like a pre 
something like anyway and it's a new ip and it's not like the 17th uh assassin's creed or something like that and it's like it's really a risk and everyone's like this game is amazing you know why because it's a good game (laughs) (laughs) how about that it's so weird it's like yeah we're gonna make ghost of tsushima it's this like you know historic uh, japanese story of this like you know samurai and whatever and it's like it's a really good game. And oh, look, it's an Asian man. You know, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, quick tangent. What kind of game would the Event Horizon game be? I think it'd be kind of like, well, I never played Alien Isolation, but I feel it'd be something like you're on the ship and you have to do all that stuff. Gotcha. I kind of want it to be like an RPG resource <laughs> builder. You go around the soul, harvest uh, the, the ship, harvest some souls, you know, build new parts of the ship into it. So more parts of a hell. Are you playing like the Sam Neill kind of type character where you're you're get like the beginning of the game, like the prologue is just kind of opening the portal to hell. And then after that, you're just trying to get resources for hell to like expand your territory. Like it becomes kind of yes. like civilization. But yep. I want it to be all like pixel art, you know, look like mm. some uh, some good old uh, Final Fantasy kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, the the horrible demon from beyond shows up and he's just like, boy, do I have a job for you? And <laughs> <laughs> make sure to rip out all their eyeballs. I need exactly 46 eyeballs. Mm. And I then like that. you can buy the new engine for the ship. That's nice. I also like kind of like an alternate uh, version of that where it's kind of like the NES Friday the 13th where you play like the different campers and depending on where you go around the camp, you have to fight Jason. But in this, Ah. you're the different people on the ship, but you go to certain areas and you fight your own past demons, like your own Ah. like horrors, like your wife killed herself or something like that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but like you get into a certain room You've gathered enough resources, and now you have to use those resources to fight those dark spots in your own life that mm-hmm. you would be tormented if the portal to hell does open, which it's, you know, slowly opening anyway. Mm-hmm. There has to be a uh, horrible stage that's... Uh, did you ever play Battletoads? I didn't, but I'm aware of the game. There's one stage where you're you're basically doing a race, uh, like a you know it's just a, a a scrolling racetrack, but it is the most nightmare-inducing sequence in the game ever, because it's it's just terrible. It's it's impossible to beat. There needs to be just that sequence where like you're racing through the long corridor of Event Horizon, and all these obstacles keep getting in your way, and you just can't beat it, and you get frustrated, and you decide you win the game at that point. Because you're not gonna, <laughs> you're gonna give up. Oh no! I don't know if I like that. That's the kind of thing in a game that makes me just want to go and meet the developers and say, "Why did you do this?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is where it turns into Dark Souls. You know, exactly. It's just, kind it just of like... yeah. You can See, have I... a Dark Souls mode where it's like you just got to uh... get good to get through the corridor. But the truth is, you can never get good enough to get through the corridor. But there's going to be those bros out there that are like, "Dude, man, you just got to get good." I got to the yeah. seventh <laughs> ring good. of the whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I became Sam Neil. That's how good <laughs> I am. 
<laughs> I, I I play I got the uh, the uh, achievement for playing the game after ripping out my own eyeballs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I did it all on audio cues. And yeah. Then you get like memes on the internet of Sam Neil with no eyes that just says "get good." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's terrible. Yes. <laughs> it's a game I will never play. <laughs> But that I'll be, be glad the... that it exists. <laughs> that might be the name of this episode. Just Sam Neill, colon, get good. <laughs> <laughs> G-U-D, good. G-U-D, good. yes, get good. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> well, unless you have uh, anything else to share, we might just like call it here. Yeah, I think uh, we got some good, uh, some good fan fiction going on this one. <laughs> yeah, so, I yeah. I do love a good Batman fan fiction. It's why oh, yeah. I will probably it will be really hard for me to get rid of the Tom King of uh, like Volume Five or Six arc where it's like him and Superman going on a double date trade. Oh yeah, I have that yeah. on my shelf still. It's like I don't have the rest of the run. I have volumes like five and six and that's it. And I feel fine about that. You're fine. You don't need the others. You just, you got the most important part for you. Exactly. Yes. Cherish that. So yeah. Batman fan fiction, always a win. I feel like we could probably do that every episode. Oh, surprisingly, Mm. we haven't talked about Berserk not once. I know. I know. Maybe, maybe we'll put aside a little bit of like the next episode for that. Maybe. Um, we maybe, warned everybody, maybe. and then we just kept it close to the vest, you know. It's only been three episodes. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll we'll inflict suffering upon them soon. Yes, you yes. know. Why well, I, I put uh, I put my berserks on uh, on my bookshelf, and they look mm. so beautiful. And I I walked out and uh, talked talked to William, and was like, "Did you see my bookshelf? It's so beautiful." <laughs> and and he was just like, "Yeah, it looks nice." Because he doesn't yeah. care about Berserk, and I'm just like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a believer. Yes, yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, if you were just joining us, uh, we have a couple more episodes you could go back and listen to. Um, but otherwise, you can also find me at trustyhenchman.com. Um, there's a lot of social media links there to the Patreon, the Twitter, the Instagram, the everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you feel like, uh, throwing maybe $3 a month my way, uh, you get exclusive, uh, email newsletters, uh, are, they're just newsletters that are on Patreon. I get that automatically get emailed to you, I guess. And, um, yeah. And also this podcast, which, you know, maybe we'll have more exclusive content, but you get to hear it first on the Patreon, right? Yes, exactly. You get first dibs and uh, there's tons of other stuff. There's different tiers, um, but you can also just get a lot of the stuff on my website and, uh, you know, just bookmark it. Keep an eye out and we'll be doing more of these episodes soon. Yes. So thank you very much for joining us and uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.